This is Jazz Robertson, and you are listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Yes, it is. And I'm delighted today, zooming onto the show all the way from the other side of the pond, musician, singer, songwriter, Jazz Robertson. Hello, Jazz. Hey there. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing pretty great. It's a beautiful afternoon here. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we'll get that out of the way. So where are you zooming in from? Uh, can you describe the whereabouts in the world you are? Yeah, so I am in Denver, Colorado, USA. Um, so yeah, we're here in the Midwest, right in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. feel very fortunate to have them right here. <laughs> oh, wow. In the middle of the Rockies. What's it like? What's, how can you put that on the map for us? I mean, obviously, apart from being the home of your incredible music, what puts that place on the on the map? I would say probably our mountains is, is what most people are moving in here for. Um, because they're just beautiful. And we have all four seasons all year round. So we have over 300 days of sunshine, which is amazing. But if we have snow one day, we could bounce right back and be 80 degrees the next day. So (laughs) it's kind of unpredictable, but it's nice that you get a little of everything year round. Nice. A little bit of combination of all things. That's what we're missing. Over yeah. here. Let's see. Oh, traditionally, in the UK weather, you're expecting rain. We're in the middle of this ridiculous dry spell. Uh, so, oh. so snow sounds nice. Uh, let us know what that's, what that's like. I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's um, we kind of depends on the season, how much we end up getting. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty great if you don't have to drive in it. That That is the thing. It's nice oh, to go. Yeah sit out and you know a lot of people here ski or snowboard um yeah it's the it's the driving that is the uh <laughs> the chains on the tires and all that sort of stuff exactly wow. yeah yeah it's it's an adventure for sure <laughs> cool so standard issue uh british conversation about the weather out of the way thanks for that um <laughs> before we go any further the pink hair is amazing thank you so much my husband dyed it <laughs> oh excellent was, do you do his as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us on Phoenix FM. I know you've got a brilliant new single out, which we'll get onto in a minute. Um, but first, let's, let's get to know you. Um, I read somewhere your, your musical journey began uh, with a violin. It did. Yeah, I uh, started playing the violin in the fifth grade. And um, continued that through majority of high school. So I very much fell in love with orchestra during that time, which I have brought in through my current music quite a bit. Amazing. Not many girls learn to play the sort of classical instruments and that sort of stuff. Did that come and come from the school you were in, the friends you had, or was it always a bit of a passion for you to, to learn sort of classical stuff? You know, I was really just drawn to it. It's, it sounds really cheesy, but I almost felt like it chose me. Um, we had a, a music day where all of us kids got to go through um, the band instruments and the orchestra instruments. And I never particularly felt any interest in, in the band side of things. But as soon as I got into that orchestra room, I knew it was either going to be violin or cello. I, I was really drawn to both. So it just kind of came naturally. Oh, nice. We'll put you off the cello. The size of the thing. It's a lot to carry, yes. carry around in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't I don't know that you can tell on camera. I am five foot nothing as an adult. <laughs> so little so 10 year old me yeah. was looking at that giant cello. I was like, oh, maybe I should go with violin. <laughs> it's like the same. 
bit smaller. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Amazing. So you got a classical background, um, doing that sort of stuff. I understand you you worked quite closely with with orchestras and producing music as well. Yeah, no, not until recently, actually. Um, I was mostly just violin. I, I grew up listening to a lot of rock music, so that was kind of my home. But I didn't start producing my music until the last couple of years, actually. Oh, wow. Okay, so classical music and rock music combined. What were some of your uh, inspirations and, and fond memories of, of music growing up? Well, I some of my earliest memories are of music. My dad was... A uh, huge music lover. I, I remember sitting with him looking at the vinyl covers of Pink Floyd and listening to the lyrics. And oh, so yes. that was kind of where that where that started is that that classic rock. And then as I got older, I, I gravitated more towards the pop punk emo scene. So a lot of My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, that, that was my home for a long, long time. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I've got to ask you this as a big fan of uh, Metallica, uh, Metallica S&M. So surely you must have witnessed the, the, the magic of orchestra and rock put together. Yes, you know, I, I never got too much into Metallica, honestly. <laughs> but most definitely, I, I do I do love what I know of them. It's just a great combination when you hear like the, the rock and the guitars and all that sort of stuff with the strings from an orchestra. With the strings, yeah. That's something magical. Amazing. Um, I also read somewhere you were into to poetry in your teens. Yeah, yeah. I loved poetry. Um, I was part of some writing clubs in high school, and I, I didn't end up songwriting until I was about 19. My my whole childhood into teen years was all poetry. Oh, wow. You still got all your, your poems stashed away somewhere? Funny enough, I actually have quite a few of them. I kept a lot of my notebooks, and it's funny. Sometimes I'll just, by total accident, stumble upon one of these notebooks, and I'm flipping through going, wow, this this could be a song lyric. Like, I'm so yes. glad I saved this. <laughs> <laughs> All that material to draw on now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so where did, did that first sort of start to translate from from poetry into songwriting? When I, I actually started learning acoustic guitar. And so once I picked that up, um, I never got particularly fluent at it. But once I started learning how to play, the, I, I could hear the melodies on top of it. And so the words started falling into place. And, and that's where that transition really started happening. It always feels like, I mean, I've played a little bit of guitar, write poems, but putting the two together, it always seems like another kind of talent altogether to be able to hear that <laughs> in your head it's a it's a challenge it usually it takes me quite a bit of time to finish a single song so it's it's definitely a, a muscle that has to be developed <laughs> you certainly developed it i love your current single uh, which is out oh, now thank you <laughs> it ain't me what can you tell us about this track so this track i actually wrote about um Essentially, he was a childhood sweetheart and or a high school sweetheart, rather. And I felt like I wasn't quite getting what I needed in that relationship to feel loved, to feel secure. And I found myself one day kind of rehearsing a conversation in my head because I thought, OK, I'm, I'm going to sit down and we're going to have another talk about this. And if I can just find the right words, if I can explain to him so that he will understand why I need these things then he's going to be willing to do it. 
And I had this moment where I just realized, wow, that's pretty messed up. I mean, if you get a gift from somebody that you just love and cherish, you on your own accord, do what you need to do to take care of it, to protect it. You know, you don't argue with the maintenance it needs to make sure it stays pristine. You do it because you love it. And here I was trying to convince this person why he should cherish and, and take care of our relationship. And, and so I was really reflecting back on that experience when I wrote It Ain't Me and how you should know your worth. And, and when somebody cares about you, they'll show it. That's a brilliant message and lovely to think that you sort of look back on a, a previous emotion and a previous relationship and, and kind of like develop that into not only a song, but a, an outlook and a bit of advice for, for young people going through the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, easy to fall into the trap of trying to, to sell yourself, so to speak, and why you should be loved. And that's just not, that's not right. You know, you should have, you should have that confidence within yourself to know that, you know, you're going to attract the right people into your life beautiful message uh jazz do you want to introduce it and we'll, we'll play it now <laughs> that sounds great um this is my brand new single it ain't me it ain't me the new single from jazz robertson she's with me now brilliant song jazz thank you so much so much emotion in there so much going on absolutely loved it not just a great song uh but a great video too Thank you. Oh, my gosh. The music video was so much fun to put together. So much fun. Presumably filmed um, before you did the decorating, by the look of the, uh, the walls. <laughs> before I did the decorating? Yeah. Looked a bit bare in that warehouse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Actually, the um, director of videographer, Scott Woodruff, uh, this video would not have happened without him by any means. Both sets were actually filmed on his properties. And um, the cabin scene had been in his family, if I understood correctly, from the 70s or 80s, and it hadn't been inhabited since. And so, you know, wow. I was thinking of this idea of a broken home and and how we could kind of capture that. And he said, you know, I have this cabin. I don't know if you're really going to like it because it's pretty worn down at this point. But we went in and the second I stepped in, I fell in love with it. The, the windows were broken and boarded and it was just a total mess and i was like this is perfect this is absolutely perfect for the theme of the song <laughs> this is just what i'm looking for <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly it's a great video um do you Thank do you. lots of videos with all your tracks and stuff what sort of comes to mind where do you um when you put them together do you kind of have the idea for them as you're writing the song and putting that together or does that all come much later it usually comes later. Funny enough, the uh, the concept for "It Ain't Me" came from my therapist. <laughs> she was she was talking about a, a technique that she uses with some of her clients who are trying to grieve a relationship that, for whatever reason, they cannot get closure from. Um, maybe they've passed away; they're just not in contact. And so she has them take an item that either belonged to that person or reminds them of that person. You set a timer for ten minutes, and it's fast as you can. Don't even think about it. Just write down everything you wish you could have said to that person. And I thought, wow, that could be a really cool concept, actually. And I was so grateful because I had spent months trying to figure out what would pair well with this song. And so I, I, I tell her, I, you know, I joke that she should have credit on the video because it was totally her <laughs> idea. <laughs> I mean, all singer-songwriters should credit the therapist wherever it's due. That's <laughs> Yes. <laughs> exactly. Stuff. 
the song though there's so much going on in there there's there's orchestral there's a bit of pop there's shades of rock in there too um so much going on what kind of uh how did it start out when you, i know you write songs you've got you can play the piano the guitar the the violin what where does it kind of begin for you so usually for me, it begins with the piano. Um, I'll find a, I, I usually gravitate towards a song that maybe I'm just particularly obsessed with at that time. I'll pull the chords and then build on top of that. And so that's where It Ain't Me started is I, I had the chord progression. I added the bass underneath it and then the melody started coming. It, it's the fastest song I've ever written. It, it usually takes me weeks. If not, I have songs sitting on my computer that have been there for two years that for some reason, that's just <laughs> not good. Sometimes I'm like, why, why do I still have these? But this song actually came together in only two hours and it, wow. it was pretty insane. I, I couldn't even believe it. I was looking at it for myself going, what, how did I do this? <laughs> this is so out of character. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you had full Rain Man just produced this masterpiece. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So those songs that have been on there for two or three years, I mean, they'll of course turn into masterpieces as well, but it's, it's, it's interesting that some <laughs> songs come out of nowhere and other ones take so much more time to develop the ideas. It's true. Yeah. And, and I think um, it's not always the case, but I, I've found that for me, typically the songs that come together quicker end up being the stronger ones because I think it's easy to start overthinking when I've been stuck on a song for too long. So the ones that yes. I've kept for a long time, I keep them because I, I feel like there is something here and, and I eventually I can put it together. But yeah, I, I've, the, the songs I've released thus far have come together pretty quick. Just save them all up for a massive B-side album in years to come. It's all the stuff <laughs> yes. I didn't get time to finish. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> your tracks all have so much emotion in them. Uh, but do, you, do you write from your own all your own experiences all the time? I do. Yeah. Um, so everything that I've written are about real people, real experiences. And that's definitely where I pull the emotion from. It's an admirable thing to do. Do you feel like when you get to the end of it, is it a, um, a, a hard thing to do sometimes? I often wonder if songwriters have a really tough job to kind of put themselves into an emotional state all the time to write a song. Can't always be happy and having a great time because then you can't always write a great song <laughs> i know <laughs> it's so yeah it's it's true sometimes it's challenging um you know especially because a lot of these songs came from a, a relationship that i just never processed the way that i needed to i kind of swept it under the rug and said you know i'm not going to grieve this i'm going to pretend that it didn't happen which is never healthy and so dropping back into those memories and things that happened can be a challenging emotional thing to do and so it's definitely i found really important to me to have a good support system around me and again like having some kind of um therapist or, or some professional that can kind of help walk you through those things that's been pretty key for me to be able to dive into those emotions but then pop back out <laughs> Yeah, get out again. It all seems like quite a, a quite a cathartic process to to kind of get it out though. Once you've got your oh, emotions yeah. down in a song, and you can then listen back to it and go, "Yep, that's it." That's oh yes, for sure. You know, I think "It Ain't Me" is probably the most healing song for me that I've I've written that I've put out. That it very much felt like that chapter in my life, just tying it up with an, a bow and 
you know, sending it off into the universe. So it was very, very healing. Awesome to hear. Uh, have you ever written for, for film or musicals before or thought of doing it? I haven't, but I have thought about doing it. I don't know about musicals. I, I don't know if that would be my strongest point, but I, I thought it'd be kind of cool to write for films. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, I'm sure you probably had this before, but no doubt Frozen Free could use a few good tracks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you have no idea how many times I've gotten that. That this sounds like it come <laughs> come right out of Frozen, and you know it's it's funny because I'm like, hey, if Disney's looking, I'm I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello, I'm there. <laughs> hello, my name's Jazz. <laughs> I am available. <laughs> I could recommend. I think that would be awesome. Um, it's nice as well to hear. <laughs> The music like yours is is getting out there and stuff because I think you know so many so many kids have like, been taken by the things that are coming out of Disney, you know, the, the Frozen oh, yeah. and Encanto. Um and I hope they kind of hear music like yours and think, Oh hey, I could I could actually I could do that and write that and make that myself. Absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. Awesome. Jazz, thank you so much for chatting to us. It's been great chatting to you. Um what's the singles great? What's uh, what's coming up next in the in the crystal ball? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, right now, I am so excited. I'm definitely in a writing era. I can say that I have uh, three songs set for sure that I'm aiming to start releasing um, probably the beginning of 2023. I'd like to kind of enjoy write out It Ain't Me and enjoy the rest of the year. But um, I, I've got more in the works that I am so excited to release. Excellent. Um, well worth keeping an eye on your Instagram as well because I love your videos you do. There's some some great stuff on there. Oh, thank um, you. Where can people follow you and then keep up with all your latest exploits? Sure. So I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at Jazz Robertson Music. So it's jazz, just like the music, <laughs> Robertson Music. Easy. Same username on every platform. That is rare. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I You know, I, I tried to keep it simple, so... <laughs> And YouTube as well. It's all Jazz Robertson music. Excellent. Jazz, thank you so much. Keep up the great work. I can't wait to hear what comes early 2023. Because um, I've been loving your stuff. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the interview, then please share it. Uh, if you didn't enjoy it, then share it anyway. <laughs> for more guest interviews like this or to get the next one delivered directly to your device subscribe to the Now You're Talking podcast. You'll find it wherever you get your podcasts from and the whole thing has become a huge library featuring well over 150 guest interviews from music, film, comedy icons to community heroes, local legends, stars of the future and just about everybody in between. A treasure trove of life's stories from all sorts of incredible people. So for more interviews, podcasts, videos, poems and books, everything I do is available at stuartpink.com.